everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from very hot Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> oh, it's thank God I'm atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, we're going to talk about a documentary on Netflix yeah. called Keep Sweet and Pray and Obey. Yeah. And it's about the, uh, the FLDS. That's the fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's the the polygamists, the yeah. ones who the ones who keep the polygamy alive. Ooh, think well, somebody has to do it, right? Somebody's somebody's got to. We can't <laughs> we can't let the uh, the Muslims win in the polygamy war. Oh golly gee, yeah, we're gonna talk about it. It's there, um, there's got to be still Muslims that do polygamy, right? There are, yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. But first, Dan. Okay, I've got the story uh, about a company. In by the name of Aurora Pro Services, it's in Greensboro, I believe that's North Carolina. Okay, and they like to do daily prayer with their employees. Oh, gross! Isn't that just isn't that nice? Yeah, just this moment they come, the everybody goes into one room, they have a nice little prayer, and then they, of course, everybody would like it. <laughs> so who like that everybody would like that oh everyone we're all christians here except of this, course <laughs> this yeah. greenberg we're all christians <laughs> right except john mcgaha who oh. uh which is a great name mcgaha um <laughs> did you just have a stroke <laughs> he uh he's an atheist uh-huh. and he was working for these people oh god and he ends up uh complaining yeah. After after the meetings, the prayer meetings, which had started, they would run about fifteen minutes in length. Oh my god! Which is which is too much. But get it over with, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> but he said that's how much when when they were fifteen minutes long, they were tolerable on some level, right? When um, they were, I yeah. do not like where this is going. They ended up they sort of. Start getting longer and longer and wound up being about 45 minutes, uh, sometimes even longer, but Holy averaging about shit. 45 minutes. And he finally... Did they do any work at this company? <laughs> they prayed, Dan, and then they were so productive after they prayed. Yeah, In right. fact, on occasion, the prayers were offered for poor performing employees who were identified by name. Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> and Lord... Please bless Jason, who is a terrible worker, that he will be improved and that his bad, bad job at our oh, yeah. at our fine factory will will do better because God damn, he's a terrible guy. Yeah. And Nancy's not meeting her sales quotas. Got to pray for Nancy. Jesus, that is <laughs> harsh. Uh, yeah. So people are being singled out. Uh <laughs> And prayed for. Uh, so he finally goes to the owner of the company and asks to be excused uh, nice. from those parts of uh, the meeting that pertain to religion because of his own personal conflict with it. Guess who's getting prayed for the most now? I know. Uh, the owner refused and told him, quote, it would be in his best interest to do so, meaning go to the meetings. I mean, um, did did ominous music play as he said that? <laughs> dun, it would dun, be in dun. your best in your best interest. Yeah, uh, Magaha, it just started to grate on him again. And about a month later, he asked to be excused again. 
the owner told him that uh, he didn't have to believe in God, or uh, nor did he have to like the meetings, but he had to participate. Look, if I'm going to shame members of my staff, <laughs> I need everyone to be there to hear it. <laughs> uh, Magaha refused and was fired. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, equal opportunity. Yep. Yeah, uh, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission is uh, suing on his behalf. It's uh, seeking a jury trial. And uh, yeah, they're they're going after these guys. But of course, in these United States, as they currently are uh, exist under an illegitimate Christian nationalist court. Uh, yeah, we'll see how this goes. How can you say they're illegitimate? Just because they lied to get into the, <laughs> just because to get they onto lied, the bench? Just because over half of them were appointed by presidents who didn't get a uh, majority vote. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm willing to say they're illegitimate. Oh my God. That is, that is shocking. <laughs> shocking. <laughs> Speaking of, an, of that illegitimate court, uh, th- Man, they've been busy. Uh, and I'm gonna just quickly <laughs> yeah, round up two of their of, of their recent rulings. Okay. One of them I'm I'm sure a lot of our listeners are aware of, which is that they ruled that a coach who was praying on the 50-yard line of the uh of of the football field. Could do so. They ruled that it was wrong for the for the uh, school district to not allow this, uh, even though, like, I, obviously. So, I'm sure our listeners are familiar with the arguments here, but obviously, as a representative of the school, he is a an an employee of the state, and therefore, because of church state separation, him inviting quote in in air quotes a. Uh, <laughs> his team to come and pray with him is tantamount to coercion. Mm-hmm. And that is tantamount to, uh, destroying the separation of church and state. That is state, uh, mm. endorsement of a specific religion. That's against that. That's we have this founding document, which, uh, you know, the right pretends to revere and then, uh, and then decides that it only applies to them. Well, th- th- they do the Bible. Uh, right, that's uh, the, act with that's, it, right? You don't that's follow a real the whole document. Bible. You don't do the whole yeah. Bible. You just like you. You enforce the parts you like. Ignore the that's parts right. you don't like. Right. That's right. That's their read and, of the U.S. Constitution, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, so basically, they said that because this particular coach was doing it after the games, mm. it was like after the games, mm. and he was just like people are milling about. Oh, there's milling so, about happening. There was milling. Oh, yeah, fair game. Go and pray. It wasn't it wasn't official school time no. anymore. The game was over. Right. Uh, yeah. so Okay. Okay. So but it was still on school grounds by a school official with students and uh let's see what else no, what else what no, else, no, what else? No. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it was it, this one was this one was an easy uh layup. Uh, if we had a court that actually cared about, you know, the laws of the land, but alas, we don't. Well, here's what we need, Dan. We need yeah. a Muslim uh, coach to start getting all Allah Akbar. 
yeah. all over the the his uh, f- football team. And see, I mean, let's see where that one goes. Yeah, um, I think I I would love that. They would <laughs> that person wouldn't make it to the Supreme Court because they would be dead. <laughs> Do not forget that probably fired for praying with the kids. Well, yeah, pre- yeah, and then murdered because <laughs> he prayed with the, the pe- kids because he he prayed his his uh, his Islam. At, he pray, he prayed a Sharia at him. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, um, now I am going. To, I'm not. I'm not going to leave it at just one of the scary. There have been a lot of scary rulings we've talked about mm. the Roe v. Wade thing and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, the Supreme Court did decline to take up a case from by a, a, a group called the Coral Ridge Ministries, oh. formerly Truth in Action. Um, I'm sure it was. They were. Uh, they 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 were. They have been suing the Southern Poverty Law Center and Amazon <laughs> uh, and GuideStar, which is a uh, which is a website that um, that rates. Uh, charities, uh, they had been suing because uh, Southern Poverty Law Center had been had put them on a uh, had labeled them a hate group. <gasps> no, and it you'll be shocked by this. They were labeled a hate group just because mm. they said horrible, awful things about how gay people should be killed. I it's it's Is that unfair. Hate? Is it's that just hate? it's just unfair. <laughs> And then, of course, because they were labeled a hate group, Amazon wouldn't let them fundraise oh. via Amazon Prime. Oh and, no! Yeah, so they they <sighs> they sued for defamation. Mm. You can't you can't say that we're a hate group just because we display horrible hate. <laughs> and this, I thought defamation you know, has to be false, right? Isn't that a Correct. thing? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You, it, it's not defamation. If it's, if it's true. true. Uh, so anyway, That's I mean, these are people one. who said things like gay people deserve death. Gay people are all pedophiles, all of those sorts of tropes. Yeah. So. Oh, wait, you said the Supreme Court re- didn't take that one up. They didn't take it up, which oh. means that this the Southern Poverty Law Center is in the clear. Uh, the ruling stands. It's it. They, oh. It is not defamation. You know, though, I'm, what I'm I'm a little about. shocked. What's mm-hmm. up? What I'm happy about is is that poor Amazon. That could have been just awful for them. <laughs> well, yeah, I I so, think when you make Amazon one of the co-defendants, uh, southern, suddenly the southern, southern Poverty Law Center can like relax their legal team a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably. let the we'll let the big boys carry this one. <laughs> I mean, that That's may amazing. be truly that may be why the Supreme Court didn't take it up. They're like, oh, there's a billionaire involved. Well, we'll just let him go do whatever he needs to do. <laughs> All right, Dan. Yeah. Let's see. What do we got going on here? We have Bobert. Lauren oh my Bobert. God. Representative Lauren Bobert, Republican why do, of Colorado. Why do I know the name Bobert? I, in my whole life, should never have heard the name Bobert. <laughs> it's, it does stick in your ear, though, doesn't it? Like, Alas. it's Bobert. Uh, Bobert. <laughs> Like that that is the name of a goofball character in an 80s sitcom. <laughs> hey Bulbert. God. Uh well, in a speech uh this last week uh at the Cornerstone Christian Center uh mm. in Basalt, 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 Colorado, 
basalt what is it probably basalt basalt yeah okay it took me a minute (laughs) (laughs) she got up and she had some things to say about um basically it sounds like the theme of the show uh this week separation of church and state well she's sick and tired of this idea of separation of church and state uh she calls (laughs) it sure is she actually calls it separation of church and state junk uh, that's uh-huh. not in the constitution. It was a stinking letter and it means nothing like they say it does. And of course the audience what? was very receptive. Let's see. She it, also, in case anyone's wondering mm-hmm. the phrase separation of church and state, that phrase, she's right. That's not in the constitution. No, that is yeah. from a letter yeah. that Thomas Jefferson wrote. Yeah. Uh, and while he was the president, concept of the separation of church and state is very much in the Constitution of the United States. Oh, absolutely. Uh, she also- Though not anymore. Not with this. Not with, not, <laughs> it used to be. It's not anymore. She also goes on to say, uh, the reason we had so many overreaching regulations is because the church complied. The church is supposed to direct the government. The government is not supposed to direct the church. That is not how our founding fathers intended it. And, well, she's, of course, wrong about that. Uh, What's interesting about this whole thing is that one of her fellow uh, congressional Republicans, Adam Kinsinger uh, of Mm. Illinois, chimed in about her speech. Um, He's condemned her comments and compared them to the views of the Taliban. Yeah. This is what he tweeted. There is no difference between this and the Taliban. We must oppose the Christian Taliban. I say this as a Christian. Wow. So there might be, I don't know, something else going on in the Republican Party if Adam Kissinger is not alone. Hopefully he's not alone. Hopefully. He, no, he is these, alone. Some of these Republicans, he, though, they they need desperately to start speaking out because it's not all of them. Yeah. But Kinsinger is the guy that who like betrayed the rest of the Republicans and is on the uh, the the. January 6th committee. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. So he's he like might as well be the a, one he, reasonable along with Liz Cheney. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But thank God for them. They're yeah. both speaking. Did you see the, the Liz Cheney uh, primary debate? No. Oh my God. Everyone go Google Liz Cheney primary debate. Uh, there's a, there's a, a clip. There's a little compilation of the quote unquote lightning round where they just start throwing out uh, hot button issues and letting everybody say things. And it is three absurd QAnon insane people. And then one and just exhausted Liz Cheney going, okay, you guys know <laughs> it's just, no, we should, we should take vaccines. They help us against the pandemic. Oh my God. It is just, <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to be voted out. Yeah, she is almost certainly going to be voted out uh, as yes. as a rhino, as a you know Republican yeah. in name only or whatever. And she's like, literally just saying common sense reality. She's yeah. just confronting people with reality. <sighs> Who would have thought a Cheney? I know. <laughs> Believe me, she's she's no peach. No, I know she, she's awful. And yet she's the like, she's the hero of yeah. the January sixth, uh, yeah, hearings. I mean, that's it's, that's just it, right? Though, like, what we just need principled people 
enough of them. We know, I know it's never going to be the whole of, and it probably maybe never was the majority, but they all of any, acted of like any they, political, po- yeah, po- uh, political party, party. political yeah. body, what have you. Right. But we need them to be acting like they're principled. Right. Right. And right now we need she to at least expect them to pretend. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and that broke, that is broken. Yeah. They're not even acting like it anymore. Oh my God. It's absurd. Yeah. They're saying all of the quiet parts out loud. Yeah. They're saying we don't want separation of church and state. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to be- pretend like you do, mm-hmm. but it's all broken. All right. Well, our country is not the only country where everything's broken. Uh, so I will take us to India where a, uh, a, a pilgrimage is taking place, a holy pilgrimage. Uh, I want you to imagine, if you will, the, uh, the, the, the men in big orange robes with big orange turbans and white mm. beards. Yeah, okay. Uh, walking to a cave in the Himalayas oh. uh, that has a, ice, has a, a, a perpetual ice stalactite Oh, hanging inside, really? Uh, the, that they have named Ling, Lingam, wow, which is uh, okay. which is a uh, uh, an berry. incarnation of Shiva. Oh, god, okay. Apparently. apparently, ice can also be an incarnation of a of a god. I mean, really, anything can, Dan. Anything can. You, you don't limit your imagination, Dan. Well, the Hindus tend not to, <laughs> except about certain things. Here's the thing. We, ours is not the only country where nationalism uh, connected to the majority uh, religion, religion yeah. is an issue, is a problem. And uh, in that country, they've had issues with it for a while now, including every now and then on some of these pilgrimages, they've, there have been attacks because oh. this pilgrimage is used as a sort of way of uh, taking over more territory from Mm -hmm. the Muslim minority there in the country. So this particular pilgrimage has now is now being monitored by armed police uh, and military with full, uh, fully automatic machine guns, uh, drones. There have, they have, they are literally, they have trackers on the pilgrims themselves (laughs) <laughs> and lest you think that these pilgrims are just sweet old men uh, trying to practice their faith, uh, here I have quoted one Hindu ascetic uh, named Rajinder Sharma, who says, quote, I prayed last time, uh, and this was a couple of years ago because the pandemics uh, stopped it for mm. a couple of years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I prayed the last time that Article 370 must go and it happened. Which oh. uh, Article Three Seventy? He's praying. You're praying for politics right now. Don't. They're not even pretending that they're in it for like the religious. You know, we love people or what? No, they're in it for politics. Uh, Article Three Seventy is what gave uh, Kashmir, the the region of Kashmir, semi autonomy. Oh um, yeah, okay. But it was revoked by uh, that peach of a guy, Narendra Modi. Uh, who is Hindu, the the Hindu nationalist prime minister? Mm-hmm. So, so this guy is like, now I will pray that our country becomes a Hindu nation. Mm. So, well, he has a a track record. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, his prayers work. Yeah, this is the guy to listen to. 
This, this is the guy, <laughs> yeah, that clearly some uh, important uh, deities like to yeah. listen to, too. Mm. Uh, the more religious nationalism we have in the world, the more that we're going to have violence. It's going to happen oh, in this country. Yeah. It's been happening there. In 2017, yeah. uh, gunmen fired at a uh, a bus carrying Hindu pilgrims. Well, did you see um, the thing with the the beheading last week? I don't think I did. The barber, the Hindu barber, I believe it was. Oh my! What? That the two Muslim guys went in and beheaded him on on so and posted the video on social media. Yikes! Yeah, things yeah. are going to get worse before yeah. they get better. People. Yeah. Hope I didn't uh, get that. I feel like it that that was the Hindu and those were the Muslims. I feel like that's right. But the violence goes all of the directions. Yeah. Uh, and so, oh, absolutely. Yep. Yikes. Yo, yo, yo. All right. Well, Dan. Yeah. I've got another separation of church and state story. Okay. This one, this time down in Florida. Oh, God. I'm, where not, I'm not looking forward to this. They're, Florida. Uh, they're peach of a governor, Ron DeSantis, and the Florida Department of Education have announced mm-hmm. that, they're, that the state will be hosting 10 regional three-day civics professional learning training sessions for 2,500 teachers this summer, uh, wherein they will be quote aligned to the revised civics and government standards. Oh uh, God. That this the state is not good. Is pushing, including uh, revisions to the state curriculum about the s- separation of church and state saying, of course the, the training includes the phrase that, um, it was a, quote, misconception that the founders desired strict separation of church and state. And yeah, it's kids, not like they all didn't actually write about it very specifically in sh- other places. DeSantis said that the new civic education was pushing back on the woke intri- uh, indoctrination of children and said kids in the state were learning, quote, real history. We're unabashedly well, it- promoting civics and history that is accurate and that is not trying to push an ideological agenda. Right. Like, 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 like the work of that fine historian and non-ideologue Lauren Boebert. Who, yeah. uh, oh, absolutely. Know. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the teachers are being told, quote, this is the way you should think. Wow. Um, it's, it, yeah, wow. It is just quiet part out loud all day, every day yep. here uh, in these United States. Apparently there are graphics that illustrate George Washington and Thomas Jefferson being opposed to slavery while also failing to mention that they owned <laughs> slaves. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were real, real, they worked real hard about that. <laughs> but anyway, like I, I'm just like, uh, anyway. It's absurd. <sighs> Literally, it's absurd. we have descended into into terrifying absurdity. Yeah. Well, okay. Since we're on the American politics train, uh, <laughs> I might as well do this one. What else Here, is there right now? What's I couldn't yeah. find anything else. <laughs> honestly, honestly. Here's so here's here's a funny one. You listeners will recall that we talked about how uh, in California, some very grumpy uh, Catholic bishops decided that they would deny um speaker oh. house speaker Nancy Pelosi yeah her her cracker and wine mm. her weekly cracker and wine her beloved sacred uh eucharist 
the communion. They they were going to not give her communion. Right. Well, she went over their heads. How, what? How? Oh, she, did she go to the Pope? <laughs> she was in Rome, baby. Oh, she my went God. to a mass presided over by Pope Francis, his goddamn self, and took communion there. <laughs> did she wink at the camera while she was? Like, <laughs> I hope she pointed directly at it and just whispered the name of the other of the other bishop. I hope she she was like chewing the cracker and just being like, "Yeah, buddy. How do you like me now?" I think that is such a funny dopey power move, but I kind of love it. That's I just amazing. Think, That's wonderful. I just think that that is a that I mean, it's such a sh- a slap like you cannot come up with a better slap in the face of of a Catholic bishop than to have the Pope do the thing that they have said they, uh, they cannot do because of their, uh, because of their firmly held religious beliefs. And then the Pope's yeah. like, yeah, but why though? Yeah. And of course, <sighs> I, I guess I should make it explicit that the reason that she was being denied this, uh, the, the communion was because she supports abortion rights in right. the United States. And, it's explicit yeah. on that front. And then Pope Francis is like, yeah, but shut up. <laughs> Just give the woman her communion. Yeah. Just shut up. Give the Dude. uppity woman her <laughs> communion. So, <clears throat> so uh, there you have I it. I don't uh, mean it, everyone. No, no. We, we mm-hmm. would never use the term uppity. <laughs> anyway. Uh, listen, friends, if you, uh, if you've been denied communion, uh, or if you've taken communion, you can tell us all about it. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com is the address. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Well, Frank, Dan, look, there's a guy. His name is Nick Fuentes. Oh, uh, he is not a good human. <laughs> okay. We've played his clips before. I frequently shy away from playing his clips because part of the deal is that I can't tell who he's trolling. <laughs> it's that, I can't tell that deep of a troll. Okay, I he is such a troll. He's a self-proclaimed troll, but he is such a troll. I don't know if who's. I don't think he's on a side. He uh, oh, he acts like he's a right wing nutball, but he says such outrageous shit out loud, and then it feels like he's trying to get right wing people to admit to things that they shouldn't admit to, but that are true. Anyway, but this he's is so a prime deep example. In character, right? Yeah. yeah, he's an obvious psychopath. He is a. Uh, <laughs> A terrible human, no matter who, whose side he's on. Uh, anyway, here's what some people heard and probably agreed with recently. The Supreme Court has a blueprint to revisit all those decisions and say, guess what? It's not in there. So that means that banning gay marriage is back on the menu. Banning sodomy is back on the menu. Banning contraceptives is back on the menu. And basically, we're having something like Taliban rule 
in America in a good way. We're having something like a Catholic Taliban rule in America. <laughs> well, hooray. <laughs> Finally, they've made it to our shores. <laughs> Thank God we got, I mean, not the bad Muslim kind. No. It's the no, good no. Catholic kind. Yes. They, the, they, that's, the, that's the brand you want. <laughs> the warm, cuddly kind of, of Taliban. Of hateful Taliban. I mean, and what is this guy's problem with contraception? I do not understand everybody's issue with contraception. They, they may actually be coming for contraception, you know. The, yeah, it's uh, wild. Uh, Clarence Thomas mentioned the uh, the ruling that that made contraception legal mm -hmm. in 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 things that he was going to come after. I, uh, I, I, I don't I don't like this this timeline. We need to we need to uh, back up and start over. Yeah. Take another run at it. I know. Anyway, uh, we had some folks write into us and call into us. Uh, you and I talked about bumper stickers and things that we could display. Yeah, we got to, quite the to, response to combat. Yeah, we got a bunch of responses. Uh, I'm I'm gonna, I we can't get to everything, but uh, I you know, I'll just we'll just power through some some of the ideas. Uh, Max in Mississippi uh, suggested e pluribus unum, mm. um, which I the why national we motto. Ever, yeah the the previous national motto. Now it's just. In God we trust, but it was e pluribus uno. It was out of the many, out of the many, one. one. Yeah, uh, which great. is a great. You know, I mean, it 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 embraces multiplicity and plurality, and it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, of course, that's a great idea. Bonnie sent in a pic, uh, some some pictures because we mentioned Subarus being the uh, <laughs> the liberal bumper sticker mm -hmm. uh, palette of choice. <laughs> Uh, not F-150s. Right. Uh, Bonnie sent in a picture from New York of a Subaru with a New York license plate that said oil bad, which is delightfully ironic. Thank you, <laughs> New Yorker, for noticing, for not noticing that, you know. You're driving an oil vehicle. You're driving, vehicle. driving <laughs> a gas vehicle. That's great. Uh, and then, uh, but also a Subaru from uh, Alaska. Hmm. With a bunch of drain the swamp and my guns, blah 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 stickers. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, even even non liberals apparently are allowed to own Subarus. I'm not, and I'm, use them as uh, billboards for as billboards for political as, ideas. As, Actually, our voicemail is along these lines. We should just play. Oh, it. okay. Yeah, let's 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 throw that into the mix. Hey, Frank and Dan, this is Margaret from Texas calling you from my Subaru, which has Beto for Texas stickers on it. So we do have our Subarus with bumper stickers still. All right. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yep. How's Beto doing? Do we know how, how, his, how he's doing? I don't know. I hope well. Oh, my God. Not well enough. Yeah. Should be an e these should be easy choices, people. <laughs> Good lord! All right, uh, we also talked about uh, flags in that, and uh, oh. and an army vet wrote in to us about that and said, "Dear Frank and Dan, I'm an army vet. I used to feel pride when I saw the American flag. My dad had one attached to his car in the '90s during Desert Storm. 
I lowered my college's flag to half-mast on September 11th after the terrorist attacks. I've been part of the color guard for the national anthem of professional sporting events. I've led funeral honors teams and presented the flag from the co- from the coffin to the next of kin. Mm. I've taken dead soldiers off of helicopters that had a flag attached to their body bag. Now the flag no longer has that meaning to me. I now see it as a symbol of bigotry and hate. It mm. has been bastardized by conservatives. It's been used to promote police with the blue stripe on it, which ironically is against flag code. No kidding. That's something, that's something I just can't understand. I, I, this army vet makes the, the right point. The very people that are angry about athletes taking a knee are themselves disrespectful to the flag. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing to me. It's this is the same thing. It is it is pandemic in our it is more than an Omicron thing, you know, more than than coronavirus. The pandemic in our country is people doing the thing that they claim to hate and then but carving out the exception for themselves. Mm -hmm. When I do it, it's fine. But the way you do it is not okay. Right. As a matter of fact, I saw a tweet the other day that was uh, from someone who had worked in a, an abortion clinic and literally said, and they said, you know, everybody who works in an abortion clinic has given abortions to women who or or people with, well, I'm sure they say women because they're right wingers, who tell the uh, the people at the clinic how evil they are the entire time they're there while they're getting an abortion. (laughs) This is not an uncommon thing. Uh, Their abortion is fine, but the doctor is going to hell for doing abortions and everyone else in the, you know, in the waiting room is evil. And, uh, you know, every, all these fucking hypocrites that the, the absurdity of it is, uh, is beyond, is beyond the pale. Yeah. We had Reese write into us from New Zealand. Uh, I think that's hmm. great. Uh, if you're if you are Reese Darby, you have to tell us. You know that, right? <laughs> if you're if you're a fa- if any of you are a famous person listening to this show, you know you have to tell us, right? We don't have to put it on the air, but you know you have to tell us, right? <laughs> that's the law. That uh-huh. is just morality right there. Anyway, Reese writes in uh, Kia Ora, Frank and Dan. I assume that that's a a New greeting Zealand thing. Yeah. Uh, greetings from Aotearoa. Te- Aotearoa. I don't know how to say I, I wow, assume that man. that is how you say New Zealand in maybe a Maori uh, language. I have no idea. I, I didn't actually bother to look it up. So there you go. Uh, a, <laughs> a story I always, this is, this is Reese. A story I always liked about what happens to someone's body. Oh yeah. We're going back to the, uh, The disposal of bodies. We've talked about this on a few episodes. A story I always liked about what happened to someone's body is that of the Swedish-American labor activist, uh, industrial workers of the world leader and songwriter, who in 1915 was murdered by firing squad in your own Salt Lake City. That's true. Prior to his execution, Joe Hill sent a telegram asking, Goodbye, Bill. I die like a true blue, blue rebel. Don't waste any time in mourning. Organize. Could you arrange to have my body hauled to the state line to be buried? I don't want to be found dead in Utah. 
Yeah. Uh, this is all true, by the way. Yep. I, I actually I did a play about Joe Hill. Oh, did you? Yeah. Huh. I, uh, I, yeah, we sang his songs and everything. Anyway, in accordance with his last will, a poem that he also wrote in prison, his body was taken to Chicago where it was cremated and the ashes were then separated into 600 envelopes and sent to IWW branches and other workers' organizations all over the world and scattered into the wind. Mm -hmm. And then, this is interesting, an envelope of the ashes was found uh, in 1989 in the U.S. National Archives. Oh, wow. uh, and part of these were again distributed and scattered. Part was weirdly eaten. What? Uh, and part was used in the construction of a wall in a Swedish union hall. Ah. Anyway. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, Joe Hill, uh, kind of a local uh, folk hero, as uh, uh, an underground folk hero. Um, but yeah, he was uh, he was killed. He was executed by the state, yeah, for uh, for a murder that he uh, almost certainly did not commit. Correct. Yeah, Kia Ora, Dan. Yeah, it uh, translates uh, on Google Translate to "hello" in English. Okay, and you were right. Uh, however, you say uh, "Aotearoa" or whatever. Uh, that's the name for New Zealand and Maori. Oh, well, there you go, Taroa. Yeah. Anyway, love just it. wanted to uh, make sure we <laughs> were correct on that. Thanks, thanks, Reese. I appreciate that. We we got a, an email from Davis. Uh, this is Davis, whom whose name you yell at the top of your lungs uh, during our patrons ah, yeah. session. Okay. Who says to your comments last week? It absolutely pisses me off that the Trumpers have hijacked the American flag. Mm. I think that we have to take it back from them, and to do so, we should all be flying it as well so it becomes normal again. But mm. in addition, we should hang a second flag below it, reflecting our version of the country's direction. Add ah. a rainbow, a Black Lives Matter, an anti-Trump Tucker fucker flag, whatever. <laughs> Just so long as it reminds people that having an open mind and empathetic heart is truly American. Okay, maybe a Tucker fucker flag isn't very empathetic, but screw him. <laughs> and then, okay, so there's that. Uh, then Davis wrote a thing that uh, I am uh, heartbroken about. Oh. Uh, which is, P.S. I remember an episode a couple of years ago when a listener mentioned getting PTSD every time he heard the church organ in your podcast. Well, I'm going to say that Dan is giving me PTSD every episode when he closes with, appreciate ya. <laughs> and I bet every Utah listener will agree with me. Uh, here's how seriously Davis is taking this. I will pledge to double my current giving over the next four episodes if Dan agrees to stop saying it. <laughs> so for those of you who are outside of the state of Utah... Uh, you may not know that what I'm doing is participating in um, uh, the culture that I grew up in, <laughs> because yeah. appreciate cha is uh, is is it's just a very Mormon thing to say. It doesn't have any actual like theological or or uh, <laughs> just local religious dialect. significance. It's just uh, it's just how a Mormon housewife might say appreciate cha. Uh, sure yeah. do appreciate cha. Well, we appreciate you coming by. <laughs> Thanks for the casserole. We sure do appreciate you. Uh, um, I I don't I don't know if I can if I can agree to not say it. Oh no, I, Dan! I, 
okay, fine. I don't want to. I don't want to give someone's uh, a PTSD episode. I, you know, I don't want to make people feel like they're back in their worst times, growing up in Orem or whatever. <laughs> you should just, just, and just say it in standard, you know, North American English. We sure do appreciate you. <laughs> exactly. Just say it like that. As opposed to appreciate you. We'll see what we can do, Davis. <laughs> up, uh, up your giving anyway. Just do it. We will uh, appreciate you if you do that. <laughs> uh, uh, and then finally, Christopher wrote into us to say uh, we were talking about bumper stickers. This is Christopher's. Uh, it is hard for me to let people know how I really feel about things. I like to go hunting, and I'm very certain I am the only guy at the club who's at the clubhouse who did not vote for Trump. Mm. I'm afraid I won't get the good fields anymore at the pheasant club. Mm. If people find out if that happens, even Mm. my dog might hate me. Mm. I wish I was brave enough to put a giant atheist sticker next to my CA waterfowl and ducks unlimited sticker. Mm. There is one flag. I wish we could steal from the Trump lovers out there. The Gadsden flag. They love to wave that. Don't tread on me around talking about how they want small government. I think it would be awesome if people started waving around rainbow and white uh, Gadsden flags to tell them, we don't want your big God-loving government telling LGBTQ community that they are not equal, or or we don't want the big God-loving government to force you to have a baby even even if you were raped. The Hmm. government should not have that authority over people, just my two cents. That Gadsden flag... uh, I, that's an interesting point. It see it has definitely been co-opted by a bunch of people who don't understand its significance or what it the was. The don't all tread about. on me. The don't tread on me. And for those of you who don't know, it's a yellow flag with a very badly rendered rattlesnake mm. uh, coiled up, ready to pounce. But for whatever reason, it is it is so but it's so stupid. I don't want it just because that snake <laughs> looks so dumb. <laughs> well, I looked it up. The pride version of it already exists. Oh, it is out there. You can just get on Amazon and order one. Like, there you go. That's, it's already there. The other one that I was thinking of is the was it Unite or Die? Oh, that would be an interesting Li- one. Live free or die? I don't know what it is, but I don't know. The anyway. one that's like for the colonies to all join together. And it's like, well, maybe well, there we, you need, go. we need unity right now. Maybe. Anyway. Well, so Christopher, who wrote that uh, in it, he did I so I'm transitioning here. I, we also need to thank Christopher because Christopher is going to be a deacon, you guys. Woo! We are we are conferring the priesthood upon Christopher because Christopher has given us some of his hard-earned money. We appreciate you. Uh, that's one less duck for you and one more for us. Uh, so <laughs> thank you so much. You now have the magic powers that you needed uh, to get on with your daily life. Also, Cole. Uh, has, has given us a one-time donation over on PayPal and uh, and is a deacon as well. Thank you so much, Cole. You two are amazing. Yes. They, and- have, jo- they have joined the ranks of those who go to thankgodimatheist.com and uh, click on the support tab and uh, and then give us their money so that we can keep doing this for, for your listening pleasure. Yes, and we have one other person to thank. Our Lord and Savior, Dan, our top donor, Devas. Oh, I am not going to say hey, the the phrase that I really want to say right now, Davis. Uh, <laughs> but I do appreciate you. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying that. <laughs> All right. Stick around. There is more show coming up.
So, Frank. Dan. I made you watch a, a show. Uh, that <laughs> I was already watching. Well, you were going, yeah, but I was. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 wait. When I first brought it up to you, you had not watched any of it. Right, but when it was on our queue, like we were, yeah. we were going to yeah. watch it. Uh, this is a it, it is a Netflix documentary called Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey. Yeah. And it is about the FLDS, the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, under the leadership of Warren Jeffs. Mm-hmm. And it is cuckoo bananas. <laughs> it I tell you what, uh I you know, you and I are pretty well informed, Frank, about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh we live in the state uh, where they originated. We're from, you know, a religion that is cut from the same cloth, if uh, if wildly altered since uh, since the breakup away. But my God, even I was shocked at certain things. Yeah, um, it's it, uh, they 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 were uh, they were a little kooky. With how far uh, they took things, weren't they? Were and probably still are. I mean, I, they're they're definitely. I think they've dwindled in number, but they still exist. Yeah. Um, you well, and I have both separately been to Short Creek, uh, yeah. which is which is their, uh, which used to be their stronghold town on the border of Utah and Arizona. Yes. Down in the middle of nothing, and it's an interesting place. If you drive around the town, uh, and there are two cities that make up the Short Creek, and the Utahns do say Crick, not Creek, uh, the Short Creek area, there's Colorado City, Arizona, and what's the Utah one? Hilldale. Hilldale, Utah. Yeah. And uh, and it, if you drive around it, woo, what you see is really big, badly built houses frequently behind you know seven foot tall like opaque walls yeah uh it's compound land yeah well that's where uh, they they went and i didn't realize that there had been sort of an exodus in the early 2000s i was unaware of that that part of the story yeah they were they were they were sort of scattered around they they stayed in northern utah for a while yeah and then they decided that they needed their own place and boy did they find it they just took over this tiny little area well i think it had already it had always been kind of a polygamous town right it's okay. not they didn't just invent the idea of like let's go to short creek right like right as, as polygamous it, it's just such a remote area that there had i'm i'm fairly confident there had always been some polygamous presence there, but yeah, you're right. It hadn't been much of a, a town. It was probably much more just a little compound of some kind. Yeah. A couple farms, yeah. whatever. And then, yeah, they had pulled the fundamentalists had sort of just always been up in, you know, suburban Salt Lake or Salt Lake city itself. Yeah. And, and I had always heard that like estimates of like, you know, like 50, 60,000 polygamists in the Salt Lake Valley. Huh? And obviously that's not how many people moved down there. So there's still a lot up here if, if the numbers had hel- have held. I mean, yeah. I, I drive around a lot and I do see in certain parts of the valley p- obvious polygamous houses. Um, yeah. And you can and and also you can, you know, you go to Costco oh, and yeah. you can, you know, when there's four older women all with their hair done the same way mm-hmm. in all in dresses of you know a single solid color fabric yeah 
and uh, and then you know, thirty children running around with them, <laughs> uh-huh. and they're they're clearly shopping for eleven hundred humans, right? It for is, dinner uh, for that night's dinner, they shop every right. day. It, you know? It's kind of absurd. <laughs> um, it, it's a lifestyle that I'm glad I'm not living, but it's fine for them. But what's not fine is holy shit, everything. Yeah. Uh, everything about their lives is not okay. And, uh, and boy, it just shows you how when you push things to the logical extreme, it just becomes crazy. Yeah. Things just go nuts. I yeah. highly recommend this uh, documentary. It is great. It's it's well done. And each episode, it's a what a four parter. Four four episodes. Yep. And each episode, just you don't think there's room to ratchet it up further. Yeah. But they do. <laughs> yeah. They, I, it just gets. But I mean, but the big things that we're talking about. So things that we knew about were the giving away of underaged girls. To overaged men. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about like, you know, a 14-year-old girl being given in marriage to a 50-something-year-old man. Or older. Like the story of the, the one woman in the film who was married to Rulin Jeffs, Warren Jeffs' Ugh. father, oh in like God. his final years of his life. And he was like in his 80s or something. And, so gross. And like they go into detail of like wedding night and it's not cool (laughs) like super gross but she was with and it's interesting how they talk about the times when rule and jeff's was in still in charge and that those were sort of the good old days right when yeah when when brides were only 16 years old right right (laughs) yeah his son made it worse how is this possible yeah you literally 14 year olds well, and, you know, there are also stories that people, and this, you know, this show mentions it, but didn't focus on it much. They would kick young men out of the community. Yeah. I remember for anything. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, give, they, these, you know, they kick them out when they're teens. They have no education, exactly zero education. They do not know how any of the rest of the world works. They know they have no money. They usually know construction. That's yeah. The okay. They so know they know how to build things. They know how to build bad-looking homes, <laughs> uh, but almost no skills. Almost no. They have nothing, and they are just thrown, ejected mm-hmm. from the only community they've ever been allowed to know. Yeah. Into very a world insular that, community. Yeah, yeah. No TV. They don't know what the rest of the world looks or smells like. Yeah. And uh, and the reason is because. There ain't enough girls to go around. Yeah. Of course they're not. Yeah. There's a there's a math problem when every man wants five women. Yeah. And so and so like it there's but the whole cruel ejecting of them, that was a Warren Jeffs thing. Like yeah. in, in prior times uh, they just sort of allowed that to sort of sort itself out. Right. Uh, <laughs> like still not cool, you know, but now, the thing yeah. that I thought was bizarre while watching it for me was, you know, I mean, this is obviously very foreign to our religious experience, even though it's an offshoot of uh, yeah, of Mormonism. True. But at the same time, very like I understood it. 
I understood oh, yeah. what was going on. And it's not just because of exposure to like the news and, and having, you know, some awareness of, of a lot of these incidents and how they were being reported at the time. No. Um, it, it literally, there's, it, there's something very Mormon <laughs> about <Something> deeply familiar <laughs> yeah, about it, about all. their whole yeah. thing. It's really fucking weird. The, the veneration of the prophet and the, Oh yeah. Just, and, and, uh, and the, the, the deep pressure to not be allowed to question the yeah, prophet. Yeah. To the point, even, even in the face of genuine absurdities, I've been using the word absurd a lot in this, I, uh, in this episode, I just can't, handle how crazy everything is yeah rule and jeff's warren jeff's dad the prophet of the church who was a thousand years old they all believed and i'm sure most of them genuinely believed he was supposed to live forever yeah boy that is such a weird claim to make it is a bizarre claim to make yeah because I mean, yeah, I guess you know you'll you personally will never have to face the consequences of you saying you're going to live forever, right? Right, because it's all going to happen. Because then it's their problem, yeah. When you're dead, but like you gotta know, like that's unless you actually know something, right? Which yeah. I mean, I guess he he thought he did, maybe. I mean, was maybe. he just flat out lying? Was he just flat out like got caught up know. in the moment and said it, and then was like, oh god, well, I just created a pickle for the next one you know yeah i don't yeah i like the i can't imagine what's going on in the mind of someone who says i am going to live forever yeah but there it is he said it they many of them believed it so when he did fucking die yeah you'd think everyone would be like oh this is all bullshit i'm going no but warren had a warren had it all figured out he knew how to navigate those waters he yeah. basically started to suggest that he was his dad. I mean, he, he took his of, dad's wives, a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, he kind of vaguely suggested that and then very overtly suggested that anyone who went against him was going to be slaughtered. Not murdered, but like just eviscerated by the community. And everyone was terrified and they fell in line. Yeah. Wow. It is, you know, and the thing is that this is a tale. That happen that is to, that is true all over the world. You the thing there is there is an event. You know this happened with uh, the Millerites. You know who who then went on to be uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses and others. Uh, you know this Miller guy proclaimed when the second coming or when the end of the world was going to happen. Right. Proclaimed it. N- Gave an actual date. Everybody, all of his followers went up onto a hill Mm. to watch Annihilation. Yeah. And when it didn't happen, they stayed. (laughs) It's wild, isn't it? They didn't leave. this This is a quirk of human psychology that it, you know, once, once you're in, once you've bet on it, you stay in. Yeah. Uh, and it's almost always the wrong choice. Yeah. It's the Monty Hall problem, right? Uh, mm. You always choose the other. You always switch doors. Uh, you guys can look that one up. That's a that's a deep cut there. <laughs> but but yeah, it is a it is our brains suck yeah. at this kind of shit. 
once we've declared that something's a part of our identity, you can you can literally put evidence, not evidence, proof in their faces of the wrongness of their belief system, and they will still hold to it. Yeah. And that's what we're up against. We're, we, we who have actually left, who have actually like, you know, had to face that cognitive dissonance and then gone, oh, right, we were wrong. We, you know, now we're stuck with all of these people who can't be convinced that they were wrong because emotionally and psychologically, it's just too difficult. Yeah. I mean, it extends to everything, right? Like It extends to everything. It's Absolutely. politics. It's, I mean, current, especially current American politics. Yeah. Once we've identified with a group and that group is our identity now, right? Yeah. You are Republican. You are Democrat. And it, it just shapes everything. And it's incredibly difficult to go against it. And for these folks, Jesus Christ. They knew nothing else. Yeah. How were they ever supposed to go against it? And so the stories that end up getting told of these, these women, right. Who <laughs> escape uh, amazing stories. Right. And it's just yeah. like, wow, How, you figured it out and you got out. You knew it was wrong. You didn't understand it, but you knew it was wrong. Well, and the pain yeah. of that choice. Yeah. They were rejecting leave. their family. They were rejecting everything. And it, it's, I mean, it is the, ex, the most extreme version of what a lot of, uh, of what you and I and a lot of our listeners have gone through. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a fascinating, powerful, uh, microcosm of religion in general. And I highly recommend you go check it out on the Netflix. If you don't have mm -hmm. Netflix, get it. Or right. or fine. I I don't think there's any other way to watch Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey, but Yeah, I think it's just on Netflix. Yeah, I guess you could do a pirating thing. Anyway, uh <laughs> do go watch it. I think that uh I think it's very much worth the uh the time. Mm-hmm. And uh and then uh and then, you know, despair for humanity. <laughs> cool. That's, is that a good way to end the show? Uh, is that a good well, note? That's just where we are these days. Yeah, it's, it's pretty just much my it. only emotion that I I'm capable of feeling <laughs> is despair. Oh, Lordy Jesus. Well, uh, if you have seen it or have some commentary that you'd like to write into us about Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey or anything uh, we've talked about on the show, please feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message. We'd love to hear from you. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIatheist, and click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so. Just go to thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. Hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. Frank? Sure do appreciate ya. Ha <laughs> ha! Take that, Davis! <laughs> Bye, everybody! <laughs>